Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of X-Files Podcast. We are so glad that you are here. We love our listeners. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes, how are you doing uh, this Friday, Claire? I'm doing quite well. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. The sun is out. It's been a wonderful week for yeah. the podcast, and I'm really excited oh. to cover today's topic, Woo. which is why do I only think about the good times? Yes, we've gotten this question multiple times. Yep. It's definitely a popular one and spoiler, but it's normal, but we'll cover that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is real. It is confusing. You know, you've mm-hmm. just broken up and a lot of breakups are not, uh, it, you know, amicable. And so yeah. it, it can be confusing to understand why am I going back to these thoughts? So we are going to tell you why you're going back to these thoughts and how to cope with this common breakup dynamic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause you don't usually break up because everything's going super great. Right. Um, unless it's out of the blue as it can sometimes be, mm-hmm. but you know, for one person, at least things were not going well. So we're going to go through some of the reasons why this happens. So first of all, having your mind go automatically to memories of the good times is how your system. And by that, I mean, your body, (laughs) your body, mind, your body, mind connection makes sense of the pain that you're feeling. So It can be confusing and frustrating to make sense of why you're feeling pain, even though the relationship wasn't meant to work out. Mm -hmm. So intellectually, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Our subconscious tells us that things really were wonderful. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't be hurting, right? What are you doing? You know, why are you breaking up? You have all these beautiful memories. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just, when you're in so much pain, your, your mind automatically tries to rationalize Mm -hmm. it. Exactly. um, One of my big things is that you're not really in control of the thoughts that your brain has. Mm -hmm. They're just like throwing spaghetti at a wall, seeing what sticks. So Mm -hmm. these thoughts that you're feeling are your mind trying to give you the lesson because your mind wants you to survive and not get injured and heartbreak is processed as an injury. So, yes. Oh, that's, that's a good point. And because we often like to bring in our own experience, I really want everyone to know that I went through this after leaving an abuser, the months leading up to the final physical assault that made me leave for good were a living hell. Every day was awful, really. Um, it was. I don't know what this stage is, but there's some, you know, different stages in the cycle of abuse. And this was definitely the, you know, like just dreading another day stage. Mm. And after the adrenaline of leaving wore off, which is another common dynamic, you get this rush of adrenaline when you leave. Mm. But when it wears off, you can have this really weird, confusing come down. And I did. It was physical and mental anguish. 
And I didn't know why I'd be struggling with these feelings based on what had happened. You know, months of hell, many, you know, a lot of physical abuse. So before long, what was I doing? Looking at the photos, remembering, you know, the good times, the first time that we said we loved each other, which was cinematic, you know, (laughs) traveling around Germany together. We made love in castle ruins at one point. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was, you know, there were these really amazing moments and I was thinking about all of this. Yeah. So before long, I had this idea in my head of, what a beautiful love story. You know, this breakup is so tragic. And yeah, I was getting (laughs) into this same loop. I was making sense of why it was hard for me to get over this. Mm -hmm. So I personally pulled myself out of it by getting support from a group of female survivors, which I highly recommend. And I just want everyone to know that I really know how real this dynamic can be of having these thoughts just go through your mind. I I wasn't thinking of the assaults, the extreme verbal abuse. It was all just the happy memories. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, that's an extreme example. Not every breakup is from an abusive situation, Mm -hmm. but just to show how powerful this effect can be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you're not crazy. Like this mm-hmm. is something that happens to everyone, no matter how bad their relationship right. was. Right. Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so if yeah. your relationship is wasn't as bad as this, you know, <laughs> you could definitely be doing the same thing and mm-hmm. then wondering why. I mean, there wasn't abuse in my relationship. You know, why am I stuck in this pattern? Yeah. Yeah. The bar should be higher than that, but right. <laughs> let's, let's put the bar higher ladies. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? It's not still, it's yeah, not exactly. Always. So part of the reasons why this may be happening is a term called fading affect bias or fab. According to applied cognitive fab it's just fab it's <laughs> just fabulous <laughs> oh, um, let's hear about it <laughs> so according to applied cognitive psychology fab refers to the finding that the intensity of negative autobiographical memories fades faster than those associated positively so you forget negative things faster then you forget positive things. So your negative memories um, in your situation of the abuse faded a lot quicker than the positive memories. And this is a good thing. Psychologists believe that this exists so that we can keep a positive outlook on life because otherwise we'd just be super depressed all the time. It's good (laughs) to let negative memories go. But it kind of backfires a little bit in breakups needing to separate yourself from someone. This is so fascinating to to me. I guess it's evolutionary in a way. If we dwelled on the, the, on the very dark memories in a way it could, you know, kind of eat us alive. Yeah. I mean, love it. Think about it with, um, I know you do a lot of, uh, birth work, but if people Mm -hmm. remembered, um, like, perfectly how painful giving birth is mm. do you think they'd have yeah. other children probably not right. they'd be like nope done mm. that it's mm. good but you know yes. your brain is like no we'll just tuck that away and um uh-huh. and and keep you from that trauma 
Yep. So, and it also goes yeah. back to the chemicals because after a birthing parent gives birth, you have like an extreme rush of the feel goods. Yeah. Uh, and that probably also helps you to remember, you know, the happy moments yeah. Yeah. better of holding oh, the child totally. rather than what had happened in the well, you know, yeah. <laughs> hours before. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Very good correlation as well. So let's go on to another reason why you might be just feeling about the good feeling remembering the good times feeling the good feels (laughs) one reason is that you um, might still be in the honeymoon period of the relationship I love talking about this Mm -hmm. so breakups hurt regardless of when they happen but if your relationship was two years long or shorter you might just still be feeling this new relationship energy. NRE. NRE, as <laughs> a recent guest Jesse uh, turned us on to. Yeah. So many psychologists, including the late Dr. Dorothy Tanav, have studied couples and found that this romantic obsession phase actually lasts for an average of two years. Yeah. So this is this in love, new relationship energy that you feel with someone when you crave them, you think about them all the time. Mm-hmm. You can't see their flaws that other people see. Mm-hmm. You're having <laughs> sex all of the time. You are daydreaming about your perfect future together. So even if it hasn't worked out, these vibes might still be there and you could still be idealizing the person and the future you thought you'd have. Yeah. Your brain goes there automatically. It's normal. It's all normal. Yeah. Once again, you know, let's bring up the issue of dopamine during breakups. Mm -hmm. It's important. So it's worth being repeated. If something's repeated, it's probably important. So yes, listeners. uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, when you're in a romantic relationship with someone, you're creating a chemical bond with that person and reward pathways in your brain. And in a way, this is healthy as this is what makes people want to stay together and in some cases have families or just Mm -hmm. give each other the companionship that humans need. But on the shadow side of things, it means that when the relationship does not work out, this chemical connection can be very painful and very hard to break. Yep. So what do you do? Similar to the way that texting and looking at their social media accounts gives you that tiny but satisfying burst of the feel goods, Mm -hmm. dwelling on the good times can ease your need to be in touch with them. It might not help as much as, yeah, sending them a text, but this will give you the little shot of of dopamine. Yeah. And also, you know, what feels better to your body? Like we said earlier, thinking of the yucky memories and all of the fights that you had. Or, you know, the fact that they never hung up their towel or (laughs) helped you with the laundry or all of the many other little things that bug you or the blissful times, you know, when you got lost in each other's arms, or like I said, you know, the cinematic first time that you told each other you loved one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your body would probably much rather think of the, of the good stuff. Yeah. So this reason that you're still thinking about the good times is a matter of reprogramming and you can definitely pull yourself out of this and we will get into it later in the episode awesome yeah another reason you may be defaulting to the happy memories is that many relationships have a certain level of regret 
tied to yeah. them. Yeah. Regret is such a powerful emotion and it can be very hard to put it behind you. Mm-hmm. Wishing things you had done, wishing you had done things differently or that things had been different or simply just being aware that it started out well and mm-hmm. then ended poorly. It can just eat away at you. And the source of regret in breakups is often that you know that there were good times. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It does. And, you know, somehow you weren't able to make those good times continue. And that Mm -hmm. may not be your fault, but it still leads to some regret. Mm -hmm. So having regret is a really normal part of the initial months of a breakup. So if you're struggling with the good memories, one thing to that will help is to tell yourself that, that this is normal. And many people experience this. Remind yourself that people have been where you are and that if you commit to your healing, it will pass. Absolutely. If you were able to go through a breakup and not have these feelings and not have regret, you would be a very closed off human being. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't think that that's an necessarily that helped you have a way to deal with a breakup either yeah this This is is how we learn yeah this is how we learn you know um uh, like we mentioned earlier like your brain wants you to avoid injury Mm -hmm. and regret is a type of injury so Mm -hmm. if you can learn from that regret then you can possibly avoid being injured in that way in the future. The trick is, is that sometimes the regret isn't about something that we could have controlled. Um, So you have to differentiate and use, you know, the non-lizard part of your brain to (laughs) to sort through those things. Good point. So those are some of the reasons it happens. And just to get back to the point that it happens to most people who go through breakups. Mm -hmm. And the good news is there are ways to get out of these thought patterns. So yes, it's normal, but you can also speed up the healing with Mm -hmm. some of our great coaching tips. All right. (laughs) So first of all, it's okay to think about these things. Yeah. No, it's okay. It was real. It was good at one point. I use this food expiration analogy a lot, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, the apple before it expired. <laughs> it was a great apple. You love these apples. But once it starts getting rotten in the middle and aging past its expiration date, that shit will poison you. <laughs> Don't keep eating it. So, yep. you know. I compare it to the cream cheese, which I very rarely get, but I had (laughs) leftover cream cheese in my freezer from the holiday and I actually opened it up and I used, because I used so little of it, you know, I enjoyed it the few times that I did, but yeah, after one of our last episodes, when we mentioned it, I, I opened it up and it was like, oh, you know, story's over time. to No, (laughs) this is not good anymore. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Very true. Because I always say that cream cheese is my Achilles heel and that's Mm. why I very rarely have it. And yeah, I loved it the few times I enjoyed it, but yeah, when it goes bad, it's it's bad. Yeah, I got to get out of the house. All right. So let's talk about rumination versus introspection. All right. So rumination is beating yourself up. It is repetitive. It doesn't evolve. It leaves you feeling stuck and really shitty. 
this is definitely an issue for me. If I ever have kind of an interpersonal conflict with someone, I get trapped in, you know, in the repetitive thoughts. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know how powerful this is. So on the other hand, introspection is learning from the past, allowing yourself to have the aha moments. This is what helps you to move on. So when yeah. you're thinking of the good times, you know, throw in some of the other stuff that happened and let yourself realize, oh, right, that's why we're now not together anymore. <laughs> How do you shift into introspection? Notice that you're thinking about the past. Ask where what you are getting from the experience of thinking about the past. That is a really key one. Asking yourself why you're doing this can get you out yeah. of the cycle. Yeah. So look for the reason. Notice if it is a pattern. And then also, when do you find yourself in these loops? Mm -hmm. For me, for some reason, I think about these things in the mornings. And so I'm always really quick to catch myself and yeah, switch gears. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing. I think the, the feeling you have while you're thinking these things is going to be key as well. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling like you're out of control, like you can't stop these things, you're probably in rumination, but if you're almost like almost just a little bit emotionally detached, like you, you're Mm -hmm. looking at it from afar and you're not getting like so invested in the story repetition, Mm -hmm. um, then you're probably in introspection. And that's when those aha moments come. You're just like, you're able to look at it as if it's, you know, some like a storyline that you've seen instead of something that you experienced viscerally. Instead of thinking, I wish I would have done this, you could be catch yourself thinking about the good times and then think to yourself, okay, I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to think about what I might do differently in the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or maybe I the red flags that I could have seen sooner. Yeah. yeah. yeah red okay. flags is a big mm-hmm. one where you're just like, oh, I remember that conversation now. What do you know? That mm-hmm. was a red flag. You know, and it's it's more like, Oh, instead of like, that was a red flag, (laughs) 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 you know, so it's, it's a different feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So trying, um, sometimes when you're thinking the good about all the good things and you're stuck in that, you can overcompensate by trying to just be like, no, don't think about the good times only see the bad times, only focus on all the shitty things that they did, all the ways that they weren't right for you. Only think about those things. Don't think about the good things, but like, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And that Mm -hmm. sort of black and white, all or nothing thinking is going to just make you feel shame and make this whole thing so much harder for you. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot about mindfulness and meditation. And this is a big thing with meditation is people assume, oh, I'm supposed to be in a cave absent of thought. Like Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to just sit here and keep my mind blank, but you can't stop your brain from thinking things. Right. Very big misconception. Yeah. You can't stop it. Just like you can't stop your heart from beating. And that's a really good thing (laughs) because, you know, if you could stop your brain from thinking thoughts, how do you stop not thinking thoughts? 
I mean, it's, it's anyway, but <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get stuck. Um, so, you know, be gentle with yourself. Good. Like the good times are going to come into your awareness and you can just be like, okay, those were the good times. And there were also bad times like, and just accept that both can exist at the same time. Yes. And this is relationships. We go, many of us go through many of them in our lifetime Mm -hmm. and there's good and bad, and it'll help you in your future relationships to, to understand that. Exactly. I mean, I went through something when I left living overseas a lot, there was all of this fallout. And so for me to make sense of the pain I was feeling, I kind of made myself dwell on all of the negatives and all of the, what Mm -hmm. should I have done? And it, like you're saying, it did lead to some shame and yeah, it wasn't that useful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's this Mm -hmm. quote from Brene Brown Mm -hmm. where it goes, if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three ingredients to grow exponentially secrecy, silence, and judgment. Mm -hmm. If you put the same amount of shame in the Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. So this is, this is the action you need to take is when the good things come into your brain or if the bad things come into your brain you douse it with empathy instead of judging yourself for having these thoughts you're just like wow I'm a human and I had experiences some of them were good some of them were bad and I remember both of them yeah yeah oh I yeah I love having sympathy for you know your past self or yourself that was in the relationship. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I love that. And kind of separating the two. I think that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Another way to think about it is the diet analogy. Right. And there's a technical term because I love a technical term. It's <laughs> yeah. I called... guess you did. your <laughs> second one of the episode. I know my second of the episode. <laughs> we got fab and ipta. <laughs> or ironic process theory. <laughs> Um, ironic processory, ironic rebound, or the white bear problem refers to the psychological process where deliberate attempts to suppress certain thoughts, make them more likely to surface. If I tell you right now, don't think about a white bear. What are you thinking about? A cute white, white bear. bear cute little polar and bear. white snow <laughs> and white snow <laughs> yeah and the zoo you know you suddenly you are absolutely <laughs> unable to prevent yourself from thinking of a white bear so mm-hmm. if you say don't think about the good times you're going to think about the good times yeah yeah this is why we often suggest that people use a healthy distraction during this time you know with the walks with the movie nights Mm -hmm. with the yoga with the crafts is because sometimes you really just need to distract yourself and get out of the cycle get out of your head like they like you know people like exactly yeah Yeah. that makes sense I actually once in a while get into this habit of having cheerios before I go to sleep Oh, I love that. And uh, but it's not so it's it's you know there's worse things to want, but yeah. once in a while it is, you know, like certain time of night it gets in my head and I say don't think about Cheerios. Yep. It's <laughs> the only thing I can think about <laughs> and that's that's what makes me need it before I sleep because I'm yeah. laying there trying to sleep and it's like, Cheerios. I just really want <laughs> Cheerios right now. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. 
Oh, all right. So, and our last tip for dealing with this common pattern of thinking about the good times is, you know, make it easier to, yes, think about the bad stuff. Sometimes it's not even on your radar. So, you know, everything that Claire just said, totally true, but it is good to be able to remember why the breakup happened. Yes. So when you get hit with, you know, this wave of nostalgia, it helps to have this handy list ready of all the reasons it ended. I just, mm -hmm. I love this so much because it's, it was so powerful and almost all of my breakups. So what we want you to do is write out every reason, big and small, in either the notes on your phone or in a special notebook. I'm a handwriting person. I think mm -hmm. you prefer your phone, but for me, you know, just keeping something handy and whenever it comes to you, writing it down. And then yeah. when you start feeling the good feels, the nostalgia, the happy memories, um, and, you know, wondering why you've ended up here, read it. So it yeah. will help to balance out all of the good and bad and give you some relief. I found this just as powerful in my seven-year relationship as I did in a six-month relationship. Mm -hmm. And you know what? People might not believe this, but it can actually be a little fun. Once you really decide that you're going to commit to writing this list of 10, 50, 100 things, you kind of make this game of it. I just realized yeah. as I'm saying this, that you can actually have fun with this. Yeah, you might not believe exactly. it, but get started. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this before, but I made a list after my last breakup and I was so annoyed that he didn't do his laundry. Not that he wouldn't help with laundry, but that he would actually re-wear things. And <laughs> I always bring that up because it might seem kind of small. But when I when it came to my mind, I was like, that was so annoying and gross. And I so hated gross. that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I put that on the list. Yeah. Or like, I hated that he didn't have like proper bed sheets or blank like a cover yeah like what the heck who sleeps mm -hmm. like that mm. you know yep. <laughs> yeah any little thing that annoyed you and that you maybe didn't let yourself dwell on when you were feeling the you know new relationship yeah. energy if you start to let your mind go to that place more things will come up and before mm -hmm. long you'll say yeah obviously we broke up look at all these you know things yeah. that they did or look at these fights that we had through the years. Mm -hmm. I deserve better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, like what we're saying is don't get stuck in the shoulds. Don't get stuck in the, I need to be a hundred percent thinking about bad things. Mm, I need yep, to not yep. be thinking about good things. If I'm thinking about good things, it must mean that we shouldn't have broken up. It's like, yeah. no, there are shades of gray. You can have both mm -hmm. good experiences with someone and know that you never want to be with them again. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> so I think it's, it's when you have all or nothing black and white thinking and you're beating yourself up about things, that's where you have issues. And these tips are ways to make sure you're bringing yourself back into some sort of balance between the good and the bad and having like, you know, that, that firm foundation in reality of what actually happened. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. This was, yeah, great tips. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, so me too. let us know what you think of these tips or what has helped you 
when you have kept on thinking of the good times and what else would you like to know about your breakup that's what we're here for we want to know we want to cover these things um this was one of our most commonly asked questions in our next few um episodes will also be on common questions mm-hmm. so send us those questions keep them coming we'll answer them yes yeah. yep this is proof that what do we say <laughs> we're not too cool to read our dms exactly we we're not too cool <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely taking into account everything that people send us and everything that people ask so yeah yeah well, yeah we'd love to hear from you yeah Looking forward to hearing from you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Sincerely, Janice and Claire. <laughs> thanks for listening to X Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lotas. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Gems for Michella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. Talk soon. Bye. And here's a preview of our next episode. I discovered this power after I broke up with my first ever high school boyfriend. I did it on Valentine's Day, and that was the moment when I realized that I could consciously ignore my feelings. So I think that's when it really started, because I was like, wait, you can ignore your feelings? I figured out I could squash that heartbreak down and find relief. And I remember congratulating myself on figuring out this big secret, like I had some sort of superpower that gave me an edge. Like, you can ignore your feelings. What a revelation. Um, You can probably guess how that went long term.